0: Hey everybody, my name is DJ Martin. I'm the church pastor here at Park Ford Church. Whether you're a member at Park Ford or just joining us online, it's great to have you with us. What this is, is our ongoing midweek teaching series that we've been doing throughout really this year on reflections on spiritual formation each week. We're looking at a different concept around spiritual formation and and looking at it uh, through a different lens, different vocabulary that the scriptures have for spiritual formation. Today we're going to be talking about God, the defender of the weak, and why in our own spiritual formative Uh, processes and journey with the Lord. It's really, really vital and important for us to understand that God alone is our defender. Before we get into the word of God today and study this, let's let's pray together and invite God to lead us and teach us. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we recognize the fact that we are so prone towards self-deception and self-defense and self-righteousness that we so often miss the great gift of living a life of trust and submission to you wherein you are our defender, where we can be honest and vulnerable with you and with others and not need to cover up, not need to defend ourselves, but rather live honestly and freely before you in community and receive your grace, your forgiveness, your healing, and your protection. You are the defender of the fatherless the defender of the widow and the orphan. And we thank you for this great truth. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. In uh, Luke chapter 18, Jesus tells this remarkable parable. He says, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, Or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all that I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted." This is a scripture that I've returned to over and over again because I see myself, if I'm honest, I see myself so much in the Pharisee in this story. I grew up in the church. I grew up in a Christian family. My parents were ministry, vocational ministry. I went to Bible college and seminary and have been in the church my whole life. And it is so easy for me to get to a point where without meaning to, I can look around and, and be in this cynical place of, thank God I'm not like that or like this. And I really try not to live my life like that. And I really try to live honestly and broken before the Lord. But I want to be honest today that there is something within me that is so prone towards self-defense and self-righteousness. Thank God that I haven't struggled with this or that. Thank God that I, I, I'm not like this or that. But Jesus tells this story and it just cuts right to the heart of that kind of self-deception. He holds up these two men and he shows them and he shines the light of truth on them. He says, who goes home justified? Who goes home right with God? Clearly, it's the person who's just honest and broken. Self-righteousness, what what it ultimately is, is self-defense. Self-righteousness is the belief that I can cover myself Righteousness is all about covering. This is why when Adam and Eve were naked and ashamed they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. This is why uh, the prophet Jeremiah says our righteousness is as rags to God because righteousness is about covering and there's a self-righteousness which is always rags and fig leaves or there's a God-righteousness a God imparted righteousness which is the covering of the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world and these two men We have the Pharisee who's covering himself with fig leaves. He's covering himself in self-defense and self-righteousness, which is filthy rags before the Lord. And then there's this other person who's clearly naked and clearly has shame about it and is vulnerable and says, God, I'm I'm a sinner and I'm broken. And the Lamb of God takes his righteous clothing and he wraps him in it. And he goes home justified. He goes home righteous. He goes home Covered, not because he has it within himself to be righteous, but because he's been honest and broken and invited the Lord to be his defender, invited the Lord to be the one who makes him right and righteous. This is by no means the only place where the scriptures uh, draw this distinction or talk about it. In Psalm 68, the psalmist says in verse 1 May God arise, may his enemies be scattered, may his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. I think when the psalmist is writing this, Uh, the psalmist is experiencing a time uh, where the enemies of God are pressing in and just praying that God would be the defender. But then notice what he says. He says in verse 3, But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. Listen to these words. Verse 5, A father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God set the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched Land. I love this phrase, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. And it brings me back to this passage, this parable in Luke. These two men are coming to the temple to pray. They're coming to the very image of God dwelling on earth that the, the Jewish people had. And they're seeking him. And the psalmist says that God is a father to the fatherless. He's a father to the orphan. He's a defender of widows. Not not the self-important, not the self-righteous, not those who think they are great in their own eyes, but to those who know they need a God, to those who know that they're broken, to those who know that they're naked, to those who know that they are in need of God and God alone to be their defender. Why am I including this in our spiritual formation process? Because when we think about spiritual formation I'm convinced that there is almost nothing that will stunt spiritual formation as much in our lives as self-righteousness. Maybe complete apathy would be right up there or, or just complete rebellion against the Lord clearly. But those things are kind of obvious Within you know within the broader framework of people who are who are at least attempting to look like they're being spiritually formed, there is nothing that will deprive us of true and genuine growth in the Lord like self righteousness. And let me tell you from experience, from personal experience, that this is true. Whenever I'm in a place of self defense with God, whenever I'm in a place of look at me, look look at how I've clothed myself whenever I've seen close friends or others who are in that place, it's always been a period where growth is stunted. Where the ability to continue to pursue Jesus with fire and with passion grows cold. Where there's a veil drawn between myself and the very living, burning presence of Jesus. Because I'm so busy trying to justify myself, trying to cover myself before him, that I can't just go and be with him like he wants me. How he wants me and you is as we are, just as I am, as the psalm or as the, the old hymn says, broken, and yes, ashamed, and yes, struggling, but knowing that we are being invited into the presence of God who is a father to the fatherless, just when we think we're an orphan, just when we think we don't have a place In our father's house is exactly when he meets us and says, I've been waiting for you. And he covers us with his robes like the father to the prodigal son and says, everything that I have is yours. Today, perhaps you've been struggling with self-righteousness or covering up your nakedness. Let this be a day where you go honestly and vulnerably, trusting before the Lord and just be yourself and invite him to do his work of spiritual formation in your life. As you think about this parable and and this psalm and you think about God being your defender, the one who protects you, the one who covers you, I want to invite you to chew on these questions. Who is your defender? When you think about your life and how how you functionally act and live, who's functionally your defender? Is, Is it you? Is it someone or something else that you put your trust in? Or is it the Lord? Is self-protection and self-righteousness a barrier between yourself and the healing presence and ministry of Jesus? Do an honest honest assessment of where you're at in your journey with the Lord. Is self-protection and self-righteousness a barrier between yourself and the presence of God? And finally, how might the Holy Spirit be leading you towards a deeper trust in the Lord's love and protection today? I hope these words have been an encouragement to you in your own ongoing journey with the Lord. I pray that you're encouraged and strengthened today. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks for joining us. Go with God and be blessed.